Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hey guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Please, please, subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. You can also send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. This week, we have lots of teeny tiny updates and a lot of puppies and some super amazing outfits. I'm just glad that there's puppies. Really great boots. Yep. And messages on bananas. Amazing hair. Yeah, really great hair. It's just, it's a rip roar. I'm very excited. A rip roar. A rip roar. And we even have a Princess Margaret update, which is hard to do because she has been gone for 17 years. <laughs> it's hard to do that, but we carry her with us. She has news. There is news. Um, this week, we have a royal refreshment that I can partake in. Finally. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Um, I mean, it's actually not a super exciting one. It's red wine that we found in a storage closet. Is that right? Yeah. It was gifted to us. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm really excited to drink on the podcast once again. I really appreciate all the tweets and Instagram messages and Facebook DMs um, pushing me along in this journey. Again, it wasn't a super serious one, but it was really hard to get through January. So many people were on it with you. I really dry January. Um, I was at my in-office gig at the time and Friday at 5 p.m. on February 1st, my coworkers were like, Hey, Caitlin. And I had a sparkly pink wine. It was great. That's perfect. Um, but right, right now we're having a red of it's, some sort. It's like a good red to have at the end of a frazzled day. Mm-hmm. Lisa has to be careful because as we've learned, she gets a little dangerous when she drinks red wine on the air. Yes. But as we know from last week, I don't have to be drunk to swear. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the threshold is low. <laughs> um, and we have a listener email that I don't want to insult the previous listener emails that we've received. Hold on. Katie, she <laughs> sent us the James Middleton dog yes. tweet. So Katie was the listener who sent us the dog tweet that cleared everything up. Um, she that said Lupo was. That Lupo is the child of Ella, James Middleton's black cocker spaniel. Aww, a I black love- cocker spaniel dynasty. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Katie was very delighted that we read her tweet and it encouraged her to write an incredible email. Um, I had to highlight it because it's a little long, but it's so spectacular. Um, Subject line, I'm royally obsessed, dog park edition. Um, (laughs) First of all, thank you for producing literally the only content I actually care about each week. Um, that is kind of an insult to all the writing that Lisa and I are also doing in our other jobs. Read us. <laughs> Read us there too. Um, but she said, Thursdays are my day to exercise the love of my life, Edie. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's E-D-Y. It might and be she, Eddie. It might be Eddie. I always hurry home from work to listen to the newest ep of R.O. and head to the dog park. And she attached a photo 
Uh, pick is Eddie super happy for me and my husband slash consort on our wedding day last June. It's very funny because she calls the dog the love of her life and then sent us a photo from her wedding day. Yeah, she's like, here's me and the love of my life and my husband. And my husband, <laughs> which I really respect. And I'm so glad that this dog accompanies you on your royally obsessed list. She has an incredibly chic fascinator looking thing. Yes, she noted that the Milwaukee County Courthouse couldn't handle this royal re- realness. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Um, so she noted um, that when she heard, was listening to our episode and she heard our tweet on air, I literally squealed aloud. I looked around at my fellow dog park people to see who I could tell this awesome news to and it was entirely middle-aged men wrapped up in winter gear. Hashtag Wisconsin. <laughs> um, I couldn't say anything to them. I just did a little snow dance. Um, so lovely. And so thank you for being the royally obsessed gal pals. I'm missing here in Wisco. Appreciate you. Did you know that Wisconsin is called Wisco? I didn't, but that makes sense. That's brand new information. Like, I don't know. Columbia, South Carolina goes by Cola. What? Yeah. Wow. 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 Cola town. Fascinating. Um, so she had a suggestion for a slow Royal Newsweek. I'd love to hear your Royal origin stories, how you became obsessed, where it all started for you, and your journey to Royal Poddom. Now, this is a fantastic suggestion, Katie. And next week is actually our 50th episode. Can you believe it? Dun, dun, dun. Um, thank you to everyone who's been there from the beginning or from the middle or from last week or we've from great, today. We've greatly improved, <laughs> we, I hope. I, I think so, too. A work in progress still. Yes. So we would love to hear your Royal origin stories um, meaning when did you first become obsessed what sparked it for you was it a specific person an event a royal wedding perhaps was it that you like stumbled across this podcast and you're like who are these people I've never (laughs) heard of them and then suddenly you're like this Meghan Markle she sounds pretty and nice indeed so I do think there are some people I've heard from when people hear I have a royals podcast they're like you know I never really cared until Meghan Markle like I think that's interesting too so send your tweets and DMs and everything um, to us and you can email us info at gallery podcast and share your story and we'll read it we'll read some of them next week when we'll be celebrating our 50th episode where we'll be drinking a lot more than wine. Yeah, we're planning something of a fe- special anniversary power hour. That's because we have producers who really <laughs> like to peer pressure us. Um, it's the best kind of peer pressure. Yes. Um, so thank you for that idea, Katie. And she signed off anyway. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you do for this shit world, gals. God save the pod. Another curse word. I had to use the curse <laughs> word because I thought that was so funny. I'm very happy to improve anyone's shit world because I know how that goes um can I just say we are not recording this in our usual spot we're at like a boardroom table and I'm staring deep into Caitlin's (laughs) eyes and Caitlin is about to hop on a plane to go to Portugal for a week so I'm just like my little world traveler is leaving me again. <laughs> Just soaking it in. She'll be back for next week, thank God. Otherwise, like, I'll have to fly to Portugal, I guess. That but... sounds terrible and great. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, look at you. About oh, to get on that plane. In my airplane outfit. Anyway, um, someone else who rode a lot of airplanes <laughs> this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Princess Margaret passed away at age 71. Yes, she passed away on February 9th, 2002. And we have the New York Times article of the death. Her obituary, it is brutal. So are you ready for the worst opening sentence of an obituary I can think of in recent memory? Because it's so much harsher than it needs to be. It's very mean. Okay. Princess Margaret, the younger sister of Queen Elizabeth II, whose troubled private life aroused both worldwide sympathy and widespread reprobation, died yesterday morning in London. She was 71. Wow. 
That's very mean. Imagine if something happened to me and it was like Caitlin Menza, comma, whose troubled private life aroused worldwide sympathy. <laughs> Lisa Ryan, whose voice was widely <laughs> panned on her <laughs> podcast Apple Reviews voice made people want to punch themselves in the ears. Um, um, we shouldn't laugh because this is serious. But so that but we are humorous people staring yeah, deep into each other's can't eyes. Can't help it. But so the Times goes on to say she suffered a stroke on Friday afternoon, the latest in a series that left her partially paralyzed in recent months and developed heart problems overnight. Buckingham Palace said the Queen announced the death with great sadness, according to this a statement from the palace. Prime Minister Tony Blair who was touring West Africa, said he was deeply saddened. So, like, that's the news of it. But it just goes on. It's very mean. Yeah, it goes on for pages and pages. It go- It jumps, of course, straight into her unlucky romance with Peter Townsend, which was on The Crown, and so we're all especially aware of it. I was like, uh-huh, I've seen it. But then it goes into her reputation. Um, here are some phrases I highlighted. Less than gracious, easily bored, often petulant, sometimes febrile, um... John Lennon playfully nickna- nicknamed her the priceless margarine. Wow. What? I'm sorry. What does that mean? Oh, maybe margarine sounds like her name. Yeah, so yeah, no. It's like a yeah, priceless like princess, but it's just like a mean 7th grade name. To many people, she was the black sheep of her generation of royals. Yikes. Yowza. Yikes. That's just kind of mean. I don't know like my take on the crown and you know from like reading about her and it seems like of course she had some like difficulties in her life but by and large she was privileged she found love eventually I think it must be really hard to like live in that limelight at a time when it was like so isolating and I'm sure she went through some stuff but I don't I don't personally look back on her and I'm like ugh that girl yeah they also kind of like slut shame her because they go from the romance thing then into in may 1960s she married anthony armstrong jones their tempestuous marriage produced two children but ended in divorce the princess did not remarry but her friendships with men um including roderick llewellyn an upper-class drifter 17 years her junior whose main accomplishment appeared to be gardening hurt her reputation her friendships with men hurt her reputation yeah i mean I hope they also say that about me. <laughs> um, just like, wow, it's really, really rough. Yeah. And I mean, OK, not to just go back to the crown, but I'm so in love with Vanessa Kirby as Princess Margaret. She really makes you see like the real Margaret, like what she went through. You sympathize. You don't yeah. look at her and be like, oh, that lady having friendships with men. You're like, she's living her life, an independent modern woman in the confines of tradition and royalty and trying to be her true self while also adhering to all the traditions that she was born into. And that seems really, really difficult. Like she was so artistic. She loved the theater. She loved the ballet. She loved going out. She, you know, as Craig Brown told us, she's not afraid to like put you in your place, remind you that she is yeah, she was like sassy and fun and she loved being a princess and wearing fancy dresses and like smoking and putting cigarettes out on people's hands. That's <laughs> insane, but it's really fun. So I like a character. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that. And we have some updates about her. So speaking of the fashion thing, for example, um, one of her dresses, the dress, like the famous dress that she wore on her 21st birthday and was photographed in is going to be on display. Um, she wore a billowing cream gown designed by Christian Dior. It was iconic because Cecil Beaton photographed her in it, which I think we also see in the crown as her getting that photo taken. You're like Cecil. Exactly. It's being um, shown at the V&A Museum in an 
exhibit Christian Dior Designer of Dreams. And that's perfect because you talked about the V&A last and how week. It's the best museum in London. So I think we should go. We should all go. While you're in Portugal. Okay. On <laughs> the way over. back, let's go meet in London. I love that. Um, so Who will pay? Uh, yeah. Anyone? <laughs> um, so there's that is happening. And then also um, her former weekend home, which was in north wales is for sale i need to say this because it's some personal news i'm moving oh yeah exactly indeed (laughs) i'm moving to north wales (laughs) (laughs) it's available for three hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds which is very low yeah that's very low that's very low i'm like are these 1970s prices no it's current prices three hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds so she used to spend many of her weekends there with her former husband lord snowden anthony armstrong jones because it was part of his family's estate. Oh, okay. So it's not like royal. And also in this article from Hello, it says, in the 1980s, the property was leased as a nursing home before Oof. being transformed into ho- into a hotel in the 1990s. So it's probably not like a castle, but I'm and down. not the most chic. It says the bedrooms each have their own individual decor. One decorated in a lavish red and gold color scheme. Another one has bird print wallpaper and cushions. Ooh. I'll take it though. I'll yeah. take it. We're going. If Princess Margaret used to hang out there, I'm going. So that's fine. And then also there's a Princess Margaret documentary coming up on PBS. Yes, it's on February 10th and February 17th. And have you gotten a little peek? Yes, I've gotten a sneak peek. One of the <sighs> perks of work. But we will discuss it on the pod. Oh my God. When we can talk See, about there are it. some good things about working in media. Yeah, we don't get to dress like Meghan Markle, <laughs> but we can see some things early. My vision of wearing cream on cream to important meetings has not come true, but sometimes I get screeners of documentaries before they air. Okay, I don't know if you noticed this, but right now I'm wearing a Club Monaco navy dress that has like a collar. Mm-hmm. Club Monaco made the maroon dress that Meghan Markle wore Are that also has a collar. Are you saying you're Meghan Markle adjacent today? Well, I'm saying that I shopped at the same store as her. I went on Boxing Day in Canada, which is the day after Christmas, and that's when they have all the good sales. Oh. And I saw that dress there as well, but I was like, I already have a maroon dress. Let me buy a navy dress that's different, <laughs> but also has a collar. Whoa. I just like you've said in previous episodes that all you wear is black, and you're like, I know. I'm going to step out. I'm going to wear navy. I'm wearing navy. I'm wearing navy. <laughs> expanding my color palette. I'm proud of you. Other people expanding their color palettes. That's another segue. Well, she's not really expanding her color palette because Kate wore green again, and Kate wears a lot of green now. I like that you knew I was going to Kate Middleton. Indeed, I was. Yes. She went to two elementary schools today, primary schools as they would call them over there. Today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, excuse me. And she wore the cutest little green dress. And these great booties. Yes. So the dress was Eponine. Um, I think that's how it's pronounced. That is how it's pronounced. You know how I know? Les Les Mis. (laughs) (laughs) It might be Eponine over there, but to me it's Eponine. Um, Eponine. And then it sings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I believe it was bespoke, actually. Maybe an original. That's what the Fug Girls told me. So I'm going to choose to believe that. It was really cute. It had a little bit of a fuzzy texture, which I enjoyed. And it was kind of mod, like almost 1960s, you know, mm-hmm. this like and bright Kelly green. And then she wore it with tights and LK Bennett booties, which were like a little bit high and chunky for her. Yeah, they're not normal Kate booties. No. Or maybe they're like casual Kate that we don't get to see that often. Yeah. Because we have seen her in booties before. It's not like completely unprecedented. But 
I was just like, ooh, I'd wear those. Yeah, it was just a bit of a higher, funkier heel, which of course I approved of. Now, this event was so unbelievably cute. She went to two different schools, um, all in celebration of Children's Mental Health Week. Through her charity, Place to Be. Yes, and Place to Be works with 282 schools in the UK. Um, And so she went to just, there were so many beautiful teeny tiny moments. Each of them would have been my high of the week, but it's too great a week. We have to discuss all of them now. Yeah, and so, okay, let's start with the cutest. I mean, okay, it's hard to like say what's the cutest. You try to define the cutest, Lisa. I want to hear you say it. Okay, well. The dog or the kids? Oh my God. The dog or the kids? (laughs) This episode has gotten dark. The dog or the kids? Okay, to be frank, normally I would say dog, Mm -hmm. but the kids had a really big emotional significance. So for sentimental reasons, it is the kids. I also like kids. I like dogs. I love them all. I want everyone to be happy. But so the kids thing was so cute. Because at one one point she goes to Lavender Elementary School Mm -hmm. or primary school. um, And it's their show and tell, which they're doing for feelings, you know, mental health. and. People were instructed, or the children and Kate were instructed to bring something that means a lot to them. And so one little girl brought an orange ball, and she said that she, like, holds it when she's stressed. And then Kate brought, are you ready? The Christmas portrait. I tried to be ready, but I already knew. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I knew. I sent you this text at mm, 6.15 this morning. I didn't appreciate it. (laughs) I was very tired. I was like, look what she's doing. Um, Yeah, they were like, they each brought an object that makes them happy. And Kate's was her most recent Christmas card. And she said her family makes her happy, which her family makes me happy too. It's so weird that we have that in common. Me too. And also, okay, if we're going to make everything about us, last (laughs) week, you and Kristen... Mindser, who mm-hmm. we love and who I was so nervous around because sometimes we have so many people we love on the show, yes. but when I'm around them, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with They're my so hands? They're so cool. Like, how do I function? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, hey, hey. hi, Kristen. <laughs> anyway, so sh- you guys both talked about Louie looking like an accountant in that picture. Indeed. And so then the picture showed up. I'm like, there it is. There he is with his little collar. So that was very sweet. Um, the dog I was referring to is Kate had a very cute little photo op with Herbie, the school dog. Um, I love that there's a school dog. A school dog. I never had a school no. dog. I have to say, we've gotten into my mental health enough the last two weeks, <laughs> but I kept thinking that this is such an amazing cause because I was never encouraged to talk. Can you imagine if your school was this touchy-feely about your emotions and being like, you should do arts and crafts? Like one of the things she did was go to a textile class and they talked about how arts and crafts can be a really great outlet for your emotions. Or she went to a meeting of the Random Acts of Kindness Club where everyone does random acts of kindness and then talks about it. And they're kids. And they're kids. (laughs) I want to cry. I would be such a better person now if I had done that kind of stuff in third grade. Yes. Like what great little citizens these schools are raising. I just think it's such a lovely, uh, just it's great. And then one of the other things, um, again, one of my other little favorite moments was the kids do a daily mile. They all run for 15 minutes at one of the schools. Wow. I know. So I'm hoping to start running. Uh, again, I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, like the first week of the year, the first episode of the year that I had done one lap around the Central Park Reservoir and I had to stop three times. So I've been doing it every single Sunday. And now not only can I run the whole thing without stopping, I ran two and a half miles this Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm jealous because 
I coped with my birthday by signing up for a four mile race Mm-mm. on New York Roadrunners because I was like, this will keep me accountable and four miles is doable. And now I've not had time to run or when quote unquote not had time. Um, the race, April. It's doable. It like, is doable. It's doable. We could run together. Sure. Do you want to come to Brooklyn? <laughs> See, now I'm one of those people who's like, let's run together, which I hate. I don't want to be one of those people. But I am really proud of myself. So I'm proud of you, too. And I don't think that I show it. But <laughs> I feel it. I just don't want to make you conceited. Yeah. So th- thank you. Keep my, head, keep, you keep my head small. Down to earth. Keep me humble. Um, but anyway, great, just a stunning day of events from Kate Middleton. Great outfit. Great hair. There was a dog. There was mention of Prince Louis. Everything is wonderful. Also, I read, this isn't in our lineup, but I read that she said that Charlotte likes olives. I think that's true. Yes. yes that I happened. like olives. <laughs> I might have them later if I ever get to eat food today. <laughs> Lisa's been very busy. Um, yeah, that it was... That's what I'm saying. It was overall just a stunning day in Kate Middleton's life and thus my life. Um, So thank you for that, Kate. Um, Okay, so we should have done these in reverse. So that was a great thing. One less great thing is she was photographed over the weekend. I believe it was the weekend, right? It wasn't like last Friday. It was something like Um, that. It was someday that's not today. She was on her way to her mother's birthday party. And we knew that it was a party because her dad was, well, it was her birthday. And her dad was photographed loading beers into the house, Caribbean beers, which is hilarious. And lots of presents. And and presents and stuff. So she was photographed like very rough paparazzi style. Like it felt like 2006 all over again. Yeah, I haven't seen photographs of her like that in so long. And it was kind of disturbing because yeah. she was visibly like bothered. They were in her face. Yeah. I think I I mean, I'm not going to excuse their behavior before she got married, but I understand like the interest and, you know, wanting to see her. But now she goes out to events regularly. They get so many photographs of her. Did they really need to get in her face to get a shot like where she was probably walking from a car into her parents' house. It had to have been just a few seconds. It couldn't have been like a 20 minute stroll. No, they were just like, also she has her hand across her forehead the whole time. Not necessarily like she's hiding, but like she's pushing her hair back. So I feel like all of those shots were in, yeah, maybe three seconds. Yeah. I just, it really made me realize how seldom we see that anymore. Like we never see rough paparazzi stuff like that. Like she looked like she was pushing through a scrum as if she were some rando CW celebrity landing at LAX. Yeah. And I understand why people are interested in her. Of course, we have a podcast. We're very interested in her. But like this is literally her just going to her mother's birthday party. She can't even go to her mother's birthday party in peace. That's kind of ridiculous. It was super uncomfortable. Sorry to end that. Kate Middleton segment on a negative note. I just remembered that. It was a super bummer. It was super bummer. Yeah. But let's remember the dog and the kids. and Dog and the kids better. and talking about your feelings and belonging to the Random Act of Kindness Club. We've been talking about feelings a lot lately. I love feelings. I love it too. Also, I'm just doing what they ask me to do. That's true. We are but servants. We are heads together, okay? Um, wow. Anyway. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, we also have some Meghan Markle stuff. So she went to two events last week that were after we recorded. Um, one where she went to the ACU, um, her final... her. She finally went to her final patronage. Um, well, she went to the City University in support of the Association of Commonwealth Universities. Okay. So she was in London, and I I kind of hoped she was going to give another speech. I didn't realize yeah. that, because I didn't really know the details. I didn't realize she was just mostly going to speak with students, which is probably more effective than just, like, giving another amazing speech. But, you know, I loved so much what she had to say about education. So I just want her to be like, everyone needs education all the time. And I'm sure she'll give another speech. But it was a lovely event. And 
she spoke with so many different students. And on top of that, she wore a bun on the top of her head. <laughs> I was like, where are you leading? I knew you were leading towards something. You're like, also a perfect ballerina bun. I know. I love it so much. It was just, really nice. Like, I love the messy bun. I love mm-hmm. when her hair is down. I love so many different things. We've seen it pulled back before. But this is the first time since she's been royal that I can remember that I've seen her hair like this. And she just looked like a beautiful ballerina with like yes. her great all black ensemble, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing. I know not everyone likes. Yeah, there was that. a minor amount of criticism that it was like a young daytime. It was a, a daytime event for young people talking to students. And she was wearing a lot of black but Which I is think, like kind of sometimes a royal no-no. Like the queen doesn't like wearing all black unless it's a funeral event. It's but, so weird to me because I everything I wear is I all black. Like again, I'm wearing navy, which I'm like, ooh, also festive. She was, also, she was wearing a stunning Givenchy coat. And, yes, a rewear. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing like a great black skirt with a nice black shirt. Like, she was, was, yeah, like it was fluttery and pleated, which is a look I love. So yeah, I didn't completely understand the criticism, but I will say she wore this all black outfit and then the next day she went, so wild and was wild and colorful as she gets outside the red and purple outfit um but yeah she was they went to bristol and she and harry went to an event together and she wore maybe my favorite outfit ever top three before we even say the outfit i just have to say what i the first thing that i saw and i didn't write about this but i told this to someone else on staff like the first thing that i saw when they were walking in the snow i was like this is a freaking winter catalog. Like That's true. It's right out of a catalog. And then also, I remember another place, I'm not sure where, I believe a Hearst publication, said that it looked like something out of a Hallmark movie. And we recently watched a Hallmark movie. Yes, um, we did. The Winter Princess, was that it? They all have the same title. It was like, <laughs> it was a princess thing set in winter. And we, we watched it and... So I was like, this is just like that. Like, it was. The snow, snow was falling so gently and it was just so adorable. And she had this beautiful wavy hair and she was clinging to Harry per usual. And it was just the cutest damn thing. And also you saw her. She was wearing a vintage black coat. Um, and then all you saw were these stunning like olive green suede high heeled boots. Caitlin is mad. She loves them so much because she wants them. I love that outfit so much. And actually, I like jumped into the fray on the Facebook group because somebody posted the outfit and was like, mm, not my favorite. And I was like, are you nuts? With respect. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following us. But are you out of your mind? I think it's because this is my ideal outfit. Yeah, it's wasn't it Dolce and Cabana? I th- uh, the dress I believe was Oscar de la Renta. Let me see. Oh my gosh, you're right. I messed that up. You messed up. You're wrong. Um, I just thought first of all, my like professional uniform and personal uniform is a printed dress and boots. I'm wearing like a version of that today. Printed dress, knee high boots, cardigan in winter, no cardigan in summer. That's my look. And so that was basically what she was wearing. I loved that it had like this very funky animal print. I loved the chiffon. Oh, someone in the Facebook group also was upset that she was showing a little cleavage. I love cleavage. I thought the whole thing was great. I think she looked so chic. So chic. It was so cool. Also, I can't really understand being upset because if people get upset that she wears black and then she wore black, but with a print and with like nice, brightly colored, well, also still subtle boots, that's like following what people are wanting. What did they want? Like a bright color? I don't, I don't get it. I just thought it was really cool. I mean, there was some criticism that she's still not wearing maternity dresses, so it kind of pulled across the belly. I didn't notice because I was too busy being so jealous of that dress. Also the hair. And the hair was so good. And she was wearing green suede boots in snow. Oh, my God. Harry. 
That's how you know she's not a mere mortal. I would not wear suede boots in wet weather. Harry was also wearing suede shoes, blue suede shoes. They always look so good together. They looked so hot and just mm, great event. Um, I don't know if this is an uncomfortable transition, but they were... um, they were there to also address um, a charity for sex workers. And so, of course, you might have seen by now the little clip that went viral of Megan off the cuff when they were making meals for women um, being like, wait, does anybody have a Sharpie? Mm -hmm. And then she decided to write little affirmations on the bananas that went out to the women. I think that's so wonderful. I thought it was great. And also, that's not the first time she's done something with banana writing because she, when she was on the TIG, I think it was, we all knew it was about Prince Harry, but you know, it was like the two bananas spooning. Yes. But it's just, (laughs) I think it's so wonderful. I think, I don't know like what went into them deciding to do an event where they um, were trying to help sex workers, but that's a big part of global development. And she works so closely or used to work so closely with organizations that took her to Rwanda and took Mm -hmm. her to India and other developing countries. And so I think it's really lovely that she's, seemingly continuing some of the work that she did when she was a private citizen. Yes, absolutely. It was just a great event across the board. Um, There was also a tiny little report um, that didn't get a super amount of play this week, but that Meghan and Harry are going to move into Frogmore Cottage in March before the baby arrives. Um, That wasn't super widely reported by a lot of the Royals reporters. And I don't think it's like super major. Like, okay, they're moving in March instead of in May. Like, I'd rather move before a baby arrived. So that was like, whatever. What I was much more interested in was that Queen Elizabeth is apparently hooking up Prince Harry and Meghan Markle with some slamming art. That's awesome. Yeah. She was like, here, come select art. As opposed to me, who's like, here's a poster that I don't hate. And now I'm a grown up. So I'll put a Ikea frame around it. Um, Queen Elizabeth was like, here is a selection of art that I'll allow you to have. Um, and Vanity Fair noted that um, she, the Royal Art Collection is the largest collection of privately owned art in the world. It has over a million pieces and it includes six Rembrandts, 600 drawings by Leonardo da Vinci, 13 Rubens, and at least 20 drawings by Michelangelo. Well, I'll raise them. I've got a bunch of paintings that I did by myself <laughs> under my bed. Yeah. <laughs> my paintings from college and <laughs> post-college years, they're all under there you, if they you, want them. You paint? I used to before my last two apartments because I used to have an apartment no please I had the most important I had an apartment in Williamsburg a few years ago that had outdoor space and so it gave me a lot of room to paint I minored in art in college I don't know if you knew that my god who are you I majored in philosophy and minored in art what (laughs) it was great someone once asked me are you trying to be unemployed (laughs) (laughs) and then you worked in media which is kind of the same thing yeah wow I'll paint you something. Just kidding. I don't have room to paint. I'll give you a painting from underneath my bed. If I were like Noah in the notebook and I built you a house in South Carolina, which is appropriate for you. And then remember, he's like, here's my room for you to paint. That's what I would do for you, Lisa. If I had skills and money, I'd build you a house. Let's take it to our new house in North Wales. (laughs) There we go. I just want room for you to paint. Oh, also the collection includes contemporary works by Andy Warhol. It's not all just like Rembrandt's snooze, um, but nothing in here about art from Princess Lisa of Brooklyn. Oh, I know. Yet. Yet. How lame. Um, but yeah, what a cool, again, another perk of, of the gig. Queen Elizabeth's like, 
come select a priceless painting. Yeah, that is cool. I would do it. I wouldn't mind it. Um, so that's what those two are doing, decorating. Cool. Different. I have so little wall space. <laughs> this would never be an issue for me. Anyway, I think that's about it. Should we do some uh, highs and lows before we adjourn the royal pod? Yes. Okay. It's time for the royal highs and lows. What's your low? I haven't thought about it. I'll go first then. Fine. Um, <laughs> it is that this like absolute nonsense. I'm not even giving the outlet because they don't deserve this um, from me. But somebody was like taking pictures of Prince Harry's bald head and was noting that he's going bald faster since he got married. He's looking hot. He's looking great. Also, that's how time works. That is how time works. That's <laughs> a really great point. He has begun to bald. He's aging as he is a person. Like, is Meghan Markle also responsible for Prince William's hair falling out? Just checking. Like, what? What? Is she responsible for Obama going gray over the course of his two terms? Like, who else's hair is she ruining? It's dumb. If anything, she's giving me hair inspiration. She does. I love the, like, deep side part with, like, a wiggle. Soft, soft wave. Mm -hmm. Very difficult to do, but so beautiful. So that's my love. How about you? My low that I've not given much thought to will just be <laughs> the fact that the paparazzi were up in Kate Middleton's mm-hmm, face. Like, mm-hmm. be nice. Yeah, absolutely fair. Be cool. Be cool. Don't be all uncool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's a Real Housewives of New York reference. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. Um, how about your high? Do you have one at the ready? Um, I'm finding it. I know what it is. So basically when... Harry and Meghan were at one of the events in Bristol. A kid dropped an F-bomb in front of them. And they kind of just, they didn't like say, oh no, don't curse or do anything. They just kind of like, you know, smirked a little bit and rolled with it. Rolled with it. But that reminded me of me and how last week I swore. (laughs) And it didn't get bleeped. I forgive you. I don't forgive our producers for letting that fly. People might be listening to this around their children. You don't know. I'm sorry Um, to the children. That was a great high. That's really funny. I wonder how much those two curse behind closed doors. Who knows? I just want to imagine them as all fun people. So cheeky, cheeky people. And plus they can have fun British curse words. So that's even better. Um, my high has got to be the um, I'm taking your moment from Kate Middleton's day today with showing a picture of her kids as her happy place. Isn't that so It's so sweet. cute. Ugh. The fact Aww. that she like had it printed out like and that she brought it for the day is just so great. Ugh. What a great day. I love it so much. I loved it. Um, so you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Don't forget what we said at the top of the episode. Next week is our 50th. So we'd love your questions, your Royals origin stories. Tell us how you became obsessed. Tell us how you found us here. Tell us about how you find other Royals obsessies, meetups. I want to hear all of it. You have such a good memory oh, for okay. bringing it up. <laughs> Thank you. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It can be a, an anniversary gift for our 50th. Um, here is a real review. Uh, would you like to read this one? Yes. It's love this podcast. Maria in Beham, Al dot not, no, sorry. Al not UK. Which I'm going to translate that as Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama. I love Alabama. I spent some time there. It's a very nice place with warmer weather. Indeed. Um, she writes, what fun to spend time every week with you ladies discussing the royals. I live with five boys, 
one husband, three sons, and an unruly male puppy. Wow. Jealous of the puppy. What are boys? <laughs> and no one here seems to get my obsession with the royals. So I need you gals. I really appreciate the heart that you bring to this podcast. Keep up the great work. May I suggest a Pim's cup as a refreshing spring cocktail? Love that. Well, in the earlier episodes, we had a lot of... We had a lot of Pim's. <laughs> a lot of Pim's and a lot of trouble making them on air. But it's like iced tea. So when spring arrives, I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And she says, also, I'm all in if you want to cover the Danish or Spanish royals, too. I know so many gorgeous royals, so little time. Indeed. Yeah, we need to branch out, as we've been told. (laughs) (laughs) Just so many hot people out there. Yeah. Um, And you can thank you so much for writing in Maria in Beham. You can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKMenz, A-G-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram, especially this week because you can follow my adventures in Portugal. (gasps) Yay. And where can people follow you, Lisa? Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And I will just be in New York probably working a lot and also (laughs) crying because I miss Caitlin. And then maybe also looking up flights to Portugal being like, what if? What if? I'd love that. Um, And until next week, God save the pod. Safe flight. That sounded weird. (laughs) It was really chilling. Better have a safe flight. (laughs) I will. Thank you. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.